Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, editor here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you go for your podcast needs. Now, in today's episode, I'm joined by Chai Rajabahadur, Executive VP and Head of Europe at Zensar, and we're going to be answering the question, low-code, no-code, revolution or evolution? Chai, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. I'm delighted to join uh, this podcast, and thank you for inviting me. No worries at all, Chai. Thanks so much for being here. Could, could you just tell our audience who perhaps don't know who you are already a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so uh, my name is Chai. It's a short form for a long Indian name. Uh, I, uh, I'm i a proud Zensarian. Uh, that's the company I work for. Uh, Zensar is a global uh, leading experience engineering and technology solutions company. Uh, and um, you know, I'm very interested in the topic we're discussing today because, um, as you rightly said, whether it's a evolution or a revolution, I think low-code, no-code is a revolution uh, in our industry. And, you know, very happy to talk about, you know, where this is going, you know, in our industry. Yeah, okay. In- interesting. And my first kind of question here is, um, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's necessary to define low-code, no-code, but where do you um, kind of draw the line as to the difference between low-code and no-code? Yeah, I thought I'll probably, uh, Matt, uh, you know, give a background of where this started from. Uh, Mm. So low-code, no-code was always there for many, many years. Uh, uh, We had, you know, rapid application development tools like Microsoft Access, uh, Excel, Um, Actually, even Lotus Notes uh, many, many years ago, where business could write their applications uh, directly uh, for for their business needs. Um, And that's where the foundation of low-code started. Um, The difference between low-code and no-code is, as the word says, low-code is... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it requires very little code to launch a business application. And no code is where it requires no uh, development or, uh, you know, efforts. And, and you can just launch the, the business application straight away. Uh, there's a very thin line between the two, but, you know, low code may also become no code sometimes and no code can be no code. <laughs> Got it. It's uh, quite, quite simple then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, I, I guess this is becoming more of a, a hot topic in recent years. I think, you know, the, the adoption of low-code, no-code is accelerating somewhat within the enterprise. Um, what is accelerating it and, and who is benefiting from low-code, no-code? I think uh, in terms of data, Matt, uh, uh, low-code, no-code was about a $11 billion industry uh, probably this year. Uh, it's going to triple or increase four times in the next four years. So the adoption is definitely very high. People who will benefit from this is, you know, if you remember, Matt, the good old days where we, you know, organizations used to have, you know, long-term enterprise applications being developed for finance, HR, supply chain. And those were very long winding efforts. And post-COVID and the speed for digitization increase your client base through digital channels or improve the experience of your internal employees. Low code and no code provide a lot of benefit in that because you can 
quickly launch applications, uh, test them, and uh, you know get the benefits very quickly instead of waiting for a long drawn you know ERP application. So uh, some of the use, I mean, we have seen it ourselves with one of the clients we work with, which is uh, University College of London. They were trying to you know do a long drawn ERP process, uh, but the users were not using their applications. So what they did was they used their traditional ERP systems and launched uh, low-code uh, user interfaces on top, which actually increased the adoption of their uh, legacy ERP applications. So, yeah, it's a benefit for uh, organizations to launch some new features, new benefits to the customers or, you know, better adoption of their tools by their employees. Got it, got it. And, and sort of on the subject of the benefits there, what are the benefits of low-code and why? Um, I think it's quick to launch, um, fairly uh, less expensive, um, mm-hmm. and very quick to figure out if it delivers the benefits which it was intended to. And if the benefits are there, you can add more functionality on top uh, by using these low-code, no-code tools. Mm, and, and in your opinion, is the low-code trend here to stay? Uh, and how is this going to evolve over time? I think this trend is definitely going to stay, uh, Matt. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, the future revolution will be, there may not be, and, and you know, I don't want to be speculative, but, uh, you know, some of the bigger players may get a lot more engaged in this. We already see Salesforce, Lightning, which is similar to this low-code, no-code. There will be consolidation, but low-code, no-code, you know, past providers, traditional development, all of that will continue to survive together. And, you know, the CIO, CTO organizations will have to make sure that it's all integrated well and uh, security is maintained. So low-code, no-code will grow, certainly. Uh, but that does not mean the traditional, you know, code-based mainframe environments won't remain. What is going to be critical, Matt, is, and that's the approach Zensar we do, is is a lens of experience on everything that you do. So whether it's an experience for your customers or experience for internal employees. And if that is done well, and then technology can be used to deliver the results. Got it, got it. And um, my kind of final question for you today, Chai, is what does low-code mean for the talent market? Actually, low-code means that you're actually increasing your talent market because it's your finance users, your HR users, your, you know, you know, traders, you know, you know, any any business can quickly launch their applications. So earlier, if you needed uh, developers, architects, technology uh, kind of uh, folks to do it, you can have business folks doing it themselves. So the talent market is kind of increasing. And, you know, we are aware post-COVID, there has been a severe shortage of tech talent. Uh, this will just help to, you know, grow the tech talent uh, and across diverse uh, business functions. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting that you say that because a lot of people kind of say as a negative of low code, no code that it almost devalues coding skills. Would you kind of agree with that assessment? No, I, I think if you look at large enterprises, the mainframes would still remain. You know, the large ERP applications would still remain, which requires. You know, if you need anything which is complex, you still need traditional developers uh, writing complex algorithms. I think it's just that all of them will, you know figure a way to work together. So uh, uh, there's no good or bad. Uh, it's just that the demand is so high and uh, low code, no code just helps in bridging that massive demand in the market. 
Got it, got it. Well, um, Chai, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It, it was uh, it was great to get your insights into low code and no code. Thank you, Matt. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate your time, and you know, happy to have any other conversation uh, for your other podcasts. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Please come back soon, um, and, th- and thank you to everyone else for listening as well. We hope you took a lot away from today's podcast, but for further information on what we talked about, please head on over to zensar.com. That's Z-E-N-S-A-R.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series, but until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms, follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn, and for more great daily content, please head on over to EM360Tech.com. Music